a Pulp MX Network production. With your support of our sponsors, we have reached over 800 podcasts and counting. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, support your moto addiction by buying from our sponsors. It's the Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. Presented by Fox Racing. The original moto podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the MotorcycleSuperstore.com, RacerX Podcast. I'm Steve Mathis. Motorcycle Superstore guys, of course, uh, they've been on board with us for a little while now. You use the code PB-PULP16, as in peanut butter-PULP16. Uh, you punch in that code, you save at MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Check out their website to search their vast inventory of equipment from over 700 trusted brands. Do you speak moto? Because the MotorcycleSuperstore.com team does. With uh, the Motorcycle Superstore Suzuki team of uh, Top Jimmy Albertson, Josh Osby, Kyle Cunningham, and more. And uh, we thank those guys for coming on board. Use the code. Save some money next time you're buying something. And Fox Racing, presented by Fox Racing. Foxhead.com, the global innovation leader in uh, motocross racewear. 2017 stuff out now, of course. Kenny Roxon will be wearing Fox next year. Ryan Dungey will be wearing Fox. If your dealer doesn't have Fox, go to another dealer. Because they're good stuff. And uh, so we thank Foxhead. Dot com for coming on. Uh, this guy on the line, he uh, he once wore Fox. He is a former 125 Supercross champion, former factory Honda rider, former factory Connection Honda rider, uh, former MDK KTM rider, former Chaparral Yamaha rider. Yes. Travis Preston. What's up, TP? How are you, Steve? How are you? Uh, I forgot about Moto Triple X rider, too. Former Moto Triple yeah, X Yeah, and, and he also left out uh, Team Kawasaki. Oh, yeah. Who could forget when you... Yeah. F- yeah. yeah. Filled in for Bubba. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. So, um, how's things going? What's going on? You you are... You're a working man. You uh, yes. you got a job at Yamaha in the R&D department, marketing, marketing R&D, uh, underneath Steve Butler, who is one of my favorite guys in the industry. Great dude. And um, you're like a regular, you know, eight to five man right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm currently at work right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, actually, not working at the moment. So all YZ testing and development has come to a halt. <laughs> so, so we can do this podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, my bad. First of all, if if, if if the shootouts suffer, then that'll happen. Um, we had you on the Pulp Show a little while ago. You come up a few times with with our mutual friend Chris Kiefer, and uh, um, you'd said to me like like I. I made a lot of money racing. You won a t- championship. You're a factory rider. But, you know, you're, the rest of your life is a long time. And so you've kind of decided, I'm surprised a little bit that, you know, because your job is no joke. It's a lot of work. It's fun, but it's a regular job. And so how is that adjustment for a guy like you? I mean, you know, you're not one of these, you weren't one of these 80s superstar dudes who, who never had a job and, you know, all, never. You were like a regular guy from the high des that that did have to get a jobs at different time, and at one point you even quit pro racing. So, it's not like it's a total foreign thing to you. But how's adjustment to like real life going, TP? Yeah, it's it's you know, fortunately, I, I work with great people, and uh, you know, Steve and Porter and Mike and 
Jared, I mean, it's, it's just a great group of guys, so it makes it very easy. And, uh, but, you know, and definitely the job itself, you know, I'd say half the time I, I'm out riding at the track. So mm-hmm. that's really not that bad. But then I think the real adjustment was the office, you know, uh, learning Excel, learning PowerPoint, uh, Word, Outlook, emails. You know, you actually have to read all of your emails and then respond <laughs> to all of the emails. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's been an adjustment for sure. But, uh, yeah. You know, it's it's a great job for me because I've been riding a motorcycle my whole life, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. Now, a lot of times, guys that work there or, or people that work in R and D departments, I mean, look, you're a dirt bike racer, but you have to ride street bikes now, side by sides, quads. Uh, I don't know if Yamaha has like hunting quads, but I would think they do. That's all falls under your realm. How do you like doing anything that's not a dirt bike? Well, actually, um, just my you know, I was hired strictly for YZ stuff, working with Steve. Okay. But, uh, and then the only other thing I do other than YZ is I do assist with street bike stuff. I don't do any side-by-side. I don't do any quad because all that is in Georgia. Georgia, okay. All right. So, so yeah, I, I only do a little bit of street bike stuff. But lately, I've been so busy with the YZ stuff. Um, seems like it's been a while since I've done street stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. How's the skills going? Are we, are we doing a world vet race? Are we coming back out? I mean, the last world vet race, we had you on the show, and Rhino, in a complete shock, Rhino took it really serious and was very aggressive, in a complete shock to everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you managed to, 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 to come away with the win. Uh, are you coming back? Um, you know, I was planning on it. The, the, the speed and the fitness was feeling really good about two or three weeks ago. Okay. And... Then got busy at work, then I went on vacation, and then came back from vacation and was actually at work, but I was doing some FX testing, mm-hmm. and didn't even crash, just kind of went off the trail and hit one of the few trees that are in California, and <laughs> ended up hurting my arm, and I actually went out with Chris on Saturday, this last Saturday, and tried to ride, and just, I couldn't even do one lap. Oh, Man, so you know, I I don't think it's broke. It's nothing yeah. serious, but uh, I I think I might be out of the vet, vet race this year. Oh no, oh geez. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't mean I'm not going to race it the next year or continue to you know mm-hmm. be faster than Chris on a bike. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and and Yamaha will have a presence with the doctor who is a stable. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and 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 you know I'm sure you know Chris can race whatever he wants, but you know I I hope that he'll be racing a YZ out there, so he will be uh, hopefully riding a Yamaha, repping blue, repping blue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how does that go now when you see your buddies at, you know, at Honda or Gothic or Frankie at KTM, and and you have to tell them that Yamaha is the best bike out there? How does that go? No, you, no, it, it's it's good, you know. At, People that work in the industry, uh, everyone understands, you know, what their bike does well, and everybody understands what their bike mm-hmm. could do better. So, yeah, it, it, it seems to to go fairly smoothly. Um, you're fairly new to the job, but you've been in the industry forever. And when you raced, I don't know how much you read the internet. Well, the internet wasn't around for a while, but then it came around. And then I don't know how much you read magazines, but now, sort of in the marketing department, I mean, you're working with. Dirt Rider, MXA, Dawn at Transworld, I imagine some Racer X guys. You have to help these guys chip in, um, talk to them about bikes. How much do you read, Preston, in the magazines and on the online that make you 
really question someone's sanity about a motorcycle? Actually, surprisingly, not that much. A, a lot of the guys are really on it. There's a lot of good test riders out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I was pretty surprised because, you know, I, I read just about everything. Yep. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people are definitely on it. So so that's that, that's good to see, especially, you know, if, if, if you're wanting to buy a motorcycle. Yeah. And if you read all of the magazines, you can come to a pretty good understanding of, you know, what bike suits you. Right. Yeah, I don't, and I don't want you to, to get in trouble by naming who can't test a bike. I'm not going to ask you that. So, um, uh, I wouldn't tell you anyways. Right. Um, we, I just saw you uh, up in the high desert on Sunday. We were watching some football together with our buddy, the Kiefers. Um, yes. You made a point to tell me that the YC250F has won every motocross shootout in 2016. 2016, it was undefeated in seven shootouts. And, you know, I think the only other bike that has done that is the 2008 CR450. Really? And that was a good so bike. That, is, that was a good, as you yeah, know, that, that was a good bike. Yeah, that's a good bike, and it's very unique for a model to do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I, I think the good thing for 2017 is the, the, the 250S is even better than it was in 16. Let's talk about Yamaha a little bit and the evolution of that bike. Um, I applaud any manufacturer that does something outside the box and releases a new model uh, nowadays. It's tough. Sales aren't even anywhere near where they used to be. R&D budgets are shrunk, everything else. And for a manufacturer to toss a bike into the garbage and come up with brand new uh, molds and brand new tooling and everything else to make a new model is really cool. And Yamaha did that in 2010 with their 450. And uh, the backwards motor, uh, air filter up top, direct sort of injection into the the motor. Um, Some really cool things, uh, slower CG, everything else. Um, But that bike, TP, and I don't know if you were at Yamaha then, but you were for sure with JGR guys and all that. Um, That bike got trashed by a lot of people. Um, My buddy Tim Ferry rode it, didn't like it. Uh, Tedesco told me. It sucked. Michael Byrne told me it sucked. We all know what happened with James Stewart. Um, couldn't stay on the bike. Uh, he didn't de- definitely gave it a bad rap. And I, but I do remember talking to Dubok, and Dubok was very upset about the rap that that bike has gotten. Now, since then, uh, made some changes to the frame, uh, stiffened up the rear, softened up the, the front, I believe, or maybe I have it backwards from people I talk to. Yeah. Do, do I have it backwards? You have it, but yes, you do. Okay, I got it backwards. Yeah. But they, they did some things to the frame to really help it. You don't hear really anybody talk about that bike other than, hey, it's heavy, um, and maybe it, you know need to pull the clamps in a little bit, but it's fast as crap and everything else. But let, let's get back to the first generation. Unfair? labeling of that bike or fair looking back on it you know i i just think it's hard for any manufacturer to completely change the bike there's so much work involved you only have so much time so Mm -hmm. i think it's really um difficult you know and I, i i do think that the bike did get a little bit of a bad rap and i and i really think you know bubba didn't help it much for sure no no, and uh, you know he he crashes every bike just as much as he crashed that one. Mm-hmm. So, you know you couldn't blame his performance on the bike. That's for sure. Right, having a superstar rider walk away in the middle of a contract definitely is not not good for the bike. Um, no. But you know the '09 Honda. Now Shorty liked it. Millsaps couldn't stand it. Uh, Tedesco couldn't stand it. Um, so again, like you talk about revamping a new model, these are things that happen, right? 
Yeah, and, and, and also, like you said, you know, you're, you you just mentioned a couple of riders that have completely different, you know, sizes mm-hmm. and weight and riding style. So, you know, what, what one bike or one bike will suit one person, it's not going to suit the other person. So I, I think it all kind of depends on, you know, the kind of style you ride and mm-hmm. the type of horsepower you're looking for. Um, but you didn't really answer my question. I didn't? No. The... The the changing of the frame of the bike of the 450, like okay. how how much did that help it? And did was the bike did it have some issues when it first got launched? And and now you guys seem to have worked through that. Yeah, I mean for for me definitely, I I think the changes that that they've made over the past couple of years have been huge improvements for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I always thought too like talking about the size of riders like you know who'd love that first generation of yamaha was colton fasciati tall guy like you uh kind of maybe rode over top of the bike a little bit i don't know you feel that has anything to do with it no because i've you know i i see cooper webb ride it and Mm -hmm. he looks great you know chad chad reed isn't the biggest guy he rides it great um so yeah i really don't think it has size matters right right um that's what she said um, <laughs> MotorcycleSuperstore.com, RacerX Podcast with Travis Preston. So, yeah, I, I think the bike, it's cool to see a manufacturer, though, think outside the box and do some really cool things. Um, and as far as the, the Yamaha philosophy of not having uh, air forks, uh, they got the KYB SSS forks. It's been on there. They work well. Everybody likes them. Yamaha, mm-hmm. Honda's gone back to a spring fork on their 450 for next year. I wouldn't be surprised to see a spring fork on that 250 when it gets revised. Where do you stand on the air fork revolution? Is Are we going to end up back on spring forks um, due to maybe magazine slash public out, outrage? No, I, I think, as you know, I just know what we do here at Yamaha is we want to run what works the best on the bike. Mm-hmm. So if we feel that the air fork works the best on the bike and has the best performance for all riders, that's what we're going to put on the bike. Mm-hmm. And just over the years of testing, um, you know, I, I haven't done, I've done a little testing, but mostly Butler has, has done mostly airport testing, and, and they could never come up with anything that worked better than the spring fork. Right. The spring fork is just easy to use. It works consistently through the whole moto, and it works when the track is smooth, when the track is rough, and, you know, the, uh, the air fork performance is, is just not there yet. I just think it's it's silly, you know, you got to show a triple air fork. I just think it's silly to expect Johnny construction worker to check his air pressure, check his sag, uh, check three chambers of air on his on his forks before he goes riding. I can't tell you how many times when I get to the track, you know, you get a little excited, you want to ride, mm-hmm. and, I, and I hop on the bike and I go out there and I'm like, what the hell, this thing isn't feeling right. Oh, forgot to check the air. Right, right, yeah, it's just... Uh, I, I, I think it's uh, in, inevitable that we'll end up back with Springs. I really do. Uh, and uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, the 250F, you had a lot to do with that, didn't you? The new 250F. Uh, I would like to say that I did, but no. You know, they start working on, on the stuff so so early that I really haven't had a whole lot to do with anything. It's mostly been, you know, Dubach, Butler, Dustin Nelson. Well, why did I think that you had something to do with the F? Did my sources were my sources incorrect? Well, you know, it's 
you know, I, of course, I've done little things like suspension and a little motor stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about, you know, the whole bike and the chassis as itself, you know, that yeah. was started, you know, probably four years ago. Right. And that was before my time. How much do you think that the reverse engine, I think the having the injector right on top of the motor, uh, feeding into it, um, how much do you think the reverse, I mean, everyone says that motor is unbelievable. You watch the star guys on the track, and you can see how great that motor is. Look, Cooper Webb, J-Mart, A-Mart, Plessinger, they're great riders. Plessinger is like a young Travis Preston, actually, I think. Um, I know. I, you know, that's funny you say that because he is my favorite rider. Right oh, shocking. He's shocking. <laughs> he's, honestly, he reminds me of you a little bit. He really does. Um, uh, he, he's tall. He's super smooth. And I just really like his style. Um, those bikes are really good. And how much do you think that the backwards motor design that Yamaha, um, I mean, it's not nothing new. We've seen it on other bikes over the years. Um, but Yamaha was first to bring it sort of into the uh, dirt bike mainstream. Um, how much do you think that has to do with the motor quality? I think it has a lot to do with it, mm-hmm. um, but you know, going back to those star bikes, um, I rode a star bike, mm-hmm. just just engine, and uh, I mean, yeah, the the thing feels like a three fifty. I was absolutely <laughs> amazed with the power that that bike made, and I, when I was actually riding, I had goosebumps because the bike was that awesome. I was I wish I could race it. It was <laughs> I was so blown away. So you know, I feel like if you're on that star right. team. You know, you are really lucky. If you put that motor in your CR125 chassis that you won the Supercross title in. It would, yeah, it would not be casing the triple. <laughs> no, no, it would, it, would, it would have been over for everybody. Um, yeah, and then get dead last start every time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's funny, like, um, as a racer, okay, so now you have a really good uh, view on everything because you used to race at a very, very high level, champion uh, Supercross rider, and... Um, and now you're, you know, you're working on the bike side and everything else. Um, so I was talking to Alex Martin a few weeks ago, and he, you know, he's going to TLD KTM, mm-hmm. and he's not happy at Star, and his brother wasn't either. His brother's leaving too. They're not happy at Star for a variety of reasons, and who knows? Some of them valid, some of them maybe not valid. I don't know. But he's he's going on about the the, the, the team a little bit and and how he's looking forward to going to KTM, and I'm like, dude. That bike though is pretty good. Like KTM's good, there's no doubt. It's it's a good bike. They do a good job. I'm like, your bike's really good. And he's like, ah, yeah, it's good. But KTM's good too. <laughs> How much is that? Is is that just the rider talking himself into it? Yeah, for sure. Because once you sign on that dotted line, you're screwed, and you just have to keep telling yourself <laughs> it's going to be good. Right, you know? right. I, I was actually trying to tell myself that when I rode the Husky. Oh no, it's good. It's good. It'll be okay. <laughs> right. But no, you know the, the bike was terrible. But no, I'm sure the KTM is a great bike and it's a great team. Yeah. But you know, I just think that I don't know what those guys are doing over there at Star, mm-hmm. but uh, they're definitely doing something right for sure. Yeah, well, I think you just have to tell yourself that. Although you did win a Supercross on a Husky. Just one. Yeah, and and that's because Langston crashed on the last lap. Oh, quit. Give yourself some credit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because uh, those bikes, you watch them up the hills, you watch them out of the corners, you watch them try to clear like if there's a tricky uh, triple or quad and a supercross. And look, they're great riders, like I said, but those Yamaha guys, even privateer Yamaha guys, get over things easier. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just think it's it, it just all depends on the rider. You know, how, how his training program is, if he's healthy, how his mental state of mind is, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, what do you spend more time on when you ride? 450 or 250? Is there is there? A, I mean, look, you're a bigger dude and everything, but do you have? Are you stuck on a 250 more often or? No, I feel like I, you know, I'm just a bigger guy, and and I just love that that 450, and um, you know, I feel like the 450 is, um, with with the the horsepower and the more more weight than the 250, it's a more difficult bike to ride, and it's a more difficult bike to set up. So mm-hmm. feels like you know every manufacturer. I think the most testing they do is 450. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, right? And and when it comes to the racing circles too, like, hey, get me a super fast 250F and I'm I'm dialed. Hey, a 450, yeah. get me a super good handling 450 and I'm dialed. Yeah, yeah, the the 450s make great power, but yeah, handling is uh mm-hmm. is uh, very useful. I was talking to Kiefer about this, uh, about his setup on bikes and everything else, and so I'll ask you kind of the same questions. When you get on a new bike, and, and we know you ride all the other brands. Preston, so don't don't try to deny it. Um, <laughs> when you get on a, a new bike, whatever it is, like what's kind of the things that you, Travis Preston, you know that doesn't necessarily apply to other people because you're taller and, and you're faster and everything else. But what are the, some things you love a bike to do? What are some adjustments you immediately do? Like I, you know, I'll give you an example. Like when I raced, I like to put my forks. I like a quick steering bike so i usually move my forks up i put the handlebars in the middle and then i'll move them up like a little bit um that'll be kind of my my default position i like the uh, a lot of sag as well just things like that um what about you yeah i'm 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 similar maybe when it comes to the cornering um i will actually sacrifice uh handling like straight line stability Mm -hmm. for cornering performance because I want that thing to corner. So let's say how you set the bike up, it might hurt it straight line. Mm-hmm. The, the the bump acceptance might not be as well, but that thing's going to lean into the corner. It's going to stick in the corner. So, but, you know, I think when, when you're making motorcycles for everybody, you have to find a balance that works for everybody. So bump acceptance. Um, I like that. That's, <laughs> that's something right out of Butler's. Uh, well, well, see, here's the thing: is when I'm here, and you're talking to so many Japanese all the time, they only understand certain words. Yeah, yeah. So, so you have to keep the word. You have to understand what words the Japanese understand, mm-hmm. and then you have to use those same words over and over. So it's almost like I've had to learn a second language. Here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've worked with them too a little bit at Yamaha, um, and yeah, same thing. When you were like kind of talk to them and. And you're doing hand you're doing hand signals to signify things, you know. Um, do they have like a do they have my bench sort of like cordoned off a little bit, like almost like a memorial or like a like a like a shrine or anything? The, the... No, it, I, I went in there and and I asked if anybody remembered you. Nobody even remembers you. Oh. They just say who? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, All right. Yeah, I'm not sure what bench is there. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. There. I'm not sure. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, it's all just a mishmash. Matha too. Yeah. Uh, I could see some people saying that for sure. Um, hey, um, so yeah, so you, you you like a quicker turning bike. Um, you always ran a tall seat and all that. Are you getting away from that because you have to oh, jump on? Yeah. yeah, you have to. Yeah, that that stuff is lame. You know, I, I run stock handlebar, stock grip, stock seat, stock suspension. I mean, I, I I could use better suspension, but yeah, I've just gotten so used to just running stock that that right. that's what I like. And and I think I was talking to somebody else that Benny Blaska. I think he's taller than me. 
Yeah, yeah, he is. And, and and I heard maybe from Braden or somebody saying that that he runs stock stuff. Yep, he does. I asked him. I said, "What do you do for your bike?" He's like, "Nothing." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Wow, okay, yeah." That's the kind of how we got used to riding it, right? Yeah. Um, when you work and develop a bike a little bit now, of course, again, you know, a lot of it was Butler and, and Doctor D and all that, or you may, and maybe they can share some stories. I've talked to Chris Wheeler, who did a lot of Suzuki work, and and, and Rich Taylor. Honda and Suzuki guy. Um, a lot of things, people don't understand that. Like, there's sacrifices to be made in a production model. Um, some things maybe cost too much for that allotted year, uh, budget-wise. Other things, the, the Japanese could be like, yeah, it's not as reliable. Um, so we're going to go away from that to make something more reliable. Um, that's hard to explain to people, but it's kind of for the best, right? Yeah, because... It's there's so many outside things, you know, whether it's cost of production or durability or let's say somebody has a patent on something. There's just so many of these other things that mm-hmm. come into play that I never knew about. The public doesn't know about. And, yeah, it, it's 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 the I think people say, well, why didn't you change that or why didn't you change this? It, it's just really not that easy. And, you know, trust me. Every manufacturer knows, you know, what their bike does good and what mm-hmm. it doesn't do good, and everyone's trying to fix it. But, you know, it comes down to budget and manpower and time, and mm-hmm. so it, 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 it's tough. Is, are you like, I talk, you know, Chad? Chad has a has a 2008 Honda 450 in his garage, probably right now. I don't, I haven't been there for a year or so, but I don't imagine he got rid of it. Um, JT has gone on and on in the Pulp Show about the 2008 CR 450. Um, Kiefer has, everybody has, um, is that the benchmark still that, that 2008 Honda CR450? I mean, what um, was it with that thing? What was the deal? Yeah, it's, it's a good bike. You know, it, it, it just, it did all around performance. You know, it was a bike that, you know, Tim Ferry could ride, oh, I could ride, yep, but yep. then it, 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 it was a bike that Steve Butler, who weighs, you know, 140, 150 pounds could ride. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a bike that just suited everybody, had good suspension, a strong motor, uh, predictable handling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great bike. But, you know, to, to Yamaha's credit, uh, I really like the, the 2017 YZ250S. I think that is a mm-hmm. re- really good bike. So, you know, I, you know and then, like I said, the, the shootouts are starting this week. So right. uh, the YZ won all the shootouts last year. So for 2017, I feel the bike's even better. So I'm hoping we have the same results for this year. Now, you have to go out with some of these jerky magazine guys, right? <laughs> jerky, no. They're all quit. It's actually really fun because no. these are all people that, that, that I knew from racing years, so yeah. I know everybody. Yeah. Yep. And then, like you know, you have Jason Abbott works for Honda. Andy Jefferson works for Husqvarna. Right. Um, the bro show. Yeah, so it, yeah. it's all these people. You know, Chris Wheeler used to be at Suzuki, so, you know, I get to go to these events and, hang out with, with my friends all day, so it's it's, it's really do, not that bad. Do you get tired of of answering, hey, what did you say to Bubba in Toronto? And, hey, what about that time with Sorby? And, hey, do you, do you get tired of that? Well, no, because people in the industry don't ask me those questions. Oh, I would. I still do. <laughs> you, I guess I'm too much of a fan. You know, I mean, uh, there is a certain bit of cool guyness with people in the industry sometimes that makes me shake my head. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah. 
Well, I maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if, if I see it because maybe because I'm in the industry. But well, and you're a former factory rider. You don't understand it. Like, I still think it's yeah, cool. Yeah, but to that s- was so long ago. I think people forgot. <laughs> I didn't. You, you know how it is. You're, you're only as good as your last race. Well, kind of deal. So that, that was, you know, 12 years ago. It kind of leads me to my next topic a little bit. Um, I deal, I go to all these races now, right? And I'm in there and and... I cannot believe, and I don't want to, I'm not going to shit on your title, Travis, because it's amazing that you won a 125 Supercross title. Um, you podium a 450 class. You finished top five uh, 800 times, probably, if I were to go through your vault. Maybe not that much, mm-hmm. but you were no. top five a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you had an awesome career, and, and you won title. And So I'm not trying to shit on your title, but let me try to shit on your title a little bit, okay? Um, I go to these pits, I go to these races, and like, you got dudes getting on the podium in a 250 supercross that act like they've made it. And even champions, you know, uh, the world is full of champions like Shea Bentley and Brandon Jessamine and J-Law. And, and, and it's full of guys that never were able to take that next step. Like, And I think you were. I would count you as a guy being able to take that next step. And, and, and many others, of course, Cooper Webb and, and these dudes, uh, Justin Bogle. But... Like, I feel like sometimes, Preston, and maybe this is the old man in me, because it's been 20 years I've been in the pits, you know? Um, it's maybe this is the old man in me, but sometimes I'll feel like grabbing these kids and being like, bro, the work has just started. You aren't that good. <laughs> you won a regional race, or you finished on the podium in a regional race. Like, you'll understand in, in five years how nobody really cares. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough. They're they're young and they're 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 making money and they just feel like they're on the top of the world and then, you know, they they have Instagram doing their insta bangers <laughs> and they got sixty five thousand followers. Look at me. So But do you yeah. do you get what I'm saying? Like again, I'm not trying to knock on your title. It's awesome. Like it's you know. But in the end, like don't you feel like your work just started in the pro in the four fifty class? Like you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it's it's so much more train. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my 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 training program when I was in, let's say, you know, the 250 lights class, whatever you call yeah, it, yeah. was good. And then when I got into the 450, I remember the first year I got my ass. I didn't get my ass kicked. I still finished, I think, fifth overall, mm-hmm. outdoor nationals. Yeah. But you know, Chad Reed and Bubba, and I think Burner beat me that year too. They were they were kind of a ways ahead of me and I was just like, what the hell do I do? So I had to completely change my whole program and just work harder and work smarter. And yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the work really begins when, when you get on the 450, the bike's harder to ride. It takes uh-huh. more energy to ride. You have to fly more. You have to travel. Yeah. You got six. You uh, were beat by Burner, Willem and Fonseca, Carmichael and Wyndham. Chad got hurt. So you're first, oh, okay. but, but yeah. Um, I just feel like sometimes these guys, like, it's like, dude. I got six or did I got fifth, you say? Sixth overall. Sixth? I thought I got fifth overall in 05. Um, nope, sixth. Are you looking at? Yeah, I'm looking at your thing. I just pulled it up. You got fifth overall in 06. And I got sixth overall in, in, in 05. Wait, that was 250 class. I, I'm, I'm you got fifth forward. overall. You got, yeah, Carmichael, Wyndham, Millsap, Stu, and you. Motocross, outdoors. Yeah. Okay. You beat Chad by one point. Yeah. And you somehow beat Tim Ferry. I don't even know how. (laughs) I don't think that was even possible. But but you know what I mean, though? Like, I feel like, I mean, I got to deal with these guys, Preston. And, and, you know, I got to deal with them telling me their setup is off. Their trainer, they need a new trainer. 
And I got to deal with all this every week. And sometimes, again, I don't want to feel like the old man, but I'm like, you guys, like seriously, like it ain't that big of a deal. Yeah, it's 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 a different time for sure. But mm-hmm. you know, it, but you know, to to their credit, it the the bikes are becoming faster. It, it and then the speeds too. I, I think the speeds are even becoming faster. So yeah, the bikes are better um, for sure. The, the, yeah. the EFI bikes are miles ahead of those carburetor four strokes. And 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 ju- just the cornering and, and handling is just like how how much less effort I feel that it takes to ride a four fifty now. Mm-hmm. than 10 years ago. It's right. just amazing. And then how much faster a 250S is now than 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening to the MotorcycleSuperstore.com RacerX podcast. Thanks for listening, man. These things are going great, and I'm stoked with the responses from everybody, and uh, you guys have been doing a great job with the downloads. Don't forget the Fly Race and Moto 60 show on Thursdays, the Pulp MX show on Mondays, the NFAB RacerX fantasy show sometime in the middle of the week. And the Motorcycle Superstore, they're a passionate team who speak moto. If I'm talking about going riding, bench racing from the latest company ride to the latest parts and gear, this is what drives them to be a place for you to check out all things motorcycles with the top brands in gear, accessories, tires, parts, and apparel. If you want to save there, they got everything you need to get out and ride. Go to the website to check out their in- inventory of brands, uh, over 700 of them. Do you speak moto? If you do, go to MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Use the code PB-PULP16 to uh, 10% off participating brands. PB-PULP16 saves you money. All right, let's get to these commercials from Racetech and Michelin and MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Thanks for listening. See you after the break. Racetech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Racetech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you... And probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com, and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it 
it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. You probably can't even. I probably know what you're going to say to this, Preston. But, I mean, is there a future to a 350. A KTM does it. They're obviously they're, they're the only one that does it. Um, in racing, they've been a failure for the most part over here. Um, yeah. But, and again, I know you've ridden one. Is that, is there a market for that? Is that something that you think everybody will be doing? In, I mean, everybody's not. It's been five years and they're not doing it. But in another five years, is, is everyone going to have a 350? Are they? You know, it's it's the, the bike's been out for for a good while, and yep. you know, I'm sure KTM wouldn't continue making it if they weren't selling them. Yeah. So, but, but the Japanese, I, I don't think, you know, the, the Japanese are doing it because I just don't think enough people are buying them. Mm-hmm. So may, may, maybe yeah, if enough people started buying 350s, then yeah, the Japanese would probably do something. What did you think of it? Uh, I think it's actually a pretty, you know, for racing, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's kind of useless, pointless, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have a friend, Joe Olaf, who yeah. you know, used to race professionally, Jumping uh, Joe. still a good rider, yeah. but I think he's a, he's a firefighter now, so he doesn't ride as much as he used to, obviously, and 250F, he felt like he was too slow, mm-hmm. 450, too much power, uh, you know, he could only do two laps. So he likes the 350 because um, it has good power, but yet he can still do you know five six laps and he's not dying of arm pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so there's a market there for him somewhere. Yeah, just yeah. Is, is is there a big market? Nah, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and you guys have done a good job at Yamaha too, talking about their new generation of bikes, especially the 450. Uh, working with JGR, your buddies at JGR. Um, a nice job of slimming it down a little bit. That was a problem too with the early models. They're pretty good now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that uh, we have focused on. So yeah, I mean the bikes are getting better and better. But you know, it's for for me the the fun stuff. Like uh, I was telling you, I got hurt. Yeah. Last week riding the FX. You know, Yamaha's come out with you know an, an enduro versions, mm-hmm. trail versions, which has you know the same platform as the. 250 or 450 but electric start better suspension wide ratio transmission and mm-hmm. those things are really fun to ride because you try to ride a 450 on the trail doesn't work too good yeah so when, when you actually get a bike that's made to go riding on a trail mm-hmm. it makes trail riding so much funner what about does it have the 18 rear tire still yeah, yeah yeah it has 18 rear tire you notice yeah. that at all do you notice anything about that 
Um, like a more hop, more bounce, or anything like. It, on on the trail, not necessarily, but yeah. I notice it on the track. Do you really? Huh? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. interesting. I, I just remember we all went away from 18s for some reason and don't know really know why. You know, but somebody decided that. Um, the two strokes, Yamaha's invested. They love it. Yamaha and KTM still making two strokes. Revamped uh, all body work on the on the YZ line. Um, do you ride them much? Do you, do you, what your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done some testing on the 250X. And uh, actually, I just worked on one a couple days ago. And they're so easy to, to work on. And, you know, to, to change a top end, put a piston in it. Even to, you know, take the subframe off, take the shock off. It's mm -hmm. just so simple. And then, you know, if the thing breaks... The parts are cheap. It's easy to fix. It's just, and the bike's overall cheaper. Yeah. The so I mean, I, I I've told people if 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 I had to buy a bike, I think I would be buying a two fifty two stroke maybe. Really? Interesting. Yeah, it, I, it, it's fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? But let's say now because maybe I like riding a two stroke so much because I never ride it. Mm -hmm. So when you get on a two stroke and you just hear that thing sing going up the hills, I mean it's a, it's a good feeling. Isn't it amazing that we all just used to race them? It's so weird now. Right? I know. <laughs> I, I I love smelling that smell and seeing the smoke. Um, the one thing, uh, to two, the Yamaha YZ250, and I've got experience with it. You know, it was basically the same bike that Chad raced, Timmy raced, and DV and all that. Um, McGrath even. You know, that bike is good. That motor. It's very, very good. Like, I don't know what I would, I guess maybe injection, direct injection. Other than that, I don't know what you would do to that motor to make it any better. Yeah, they, they've had so many years to fine-tune that <laughs> right? bike. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel, yeah, when I ride that thing, the suspension is dialed, the jetting is spot on. I think, I don't remember who it was. I was at the track one day riding one, uh -huh. and there was an, another mechanic from another manufacturer, and he was listening to me rev the bike, and he came over and he says, is that stock jetting? And I said, yeah, it's box stock jetting. He said, yeah. wow, that thing sounds good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, they've had 15 years to <laughs> dial it in. So. Really refine this thing. Um, put a V-Force on them, too. Like, that's about the only mod I would do. Like, just maybe a silencer, right? And Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it, man. That thing, can, yeah. that thing can win raises. Yeah, they're fun for sure. Um, um all right, what else? Preston, what else you want to talk about? Anything else on your mind? Oh, yeah, hey, you know what? what? Um, Jacob Hayes paid me. Really? Yes. I, yeah. That, that's good to hear. Yeah, we, it, it, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. you, you, and I like the fact that you brought that up because, you know, you don't want to just slag a guy, which you were doing, um, rightfully so. No, rightfully so. Yeah. I love it how you do that because more people should. That happens a lot in our industry. Um, well, and ju just so you know, there there are a few Pulp MX fans out there. Yeah. And yep. from what I hear, your fans are kind of vocal. <laughs> they were on him. <laughs> Apparently, they were on him at some autograph signings, and he was not happy with them bringing yeah. that up. So, so I, so I, I don't know if, if if it was that or if it was. You know, we have a mutual friend, and uh, they, you know, he 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 apologized and just said, you know, he 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 got some bad advice from some people, and okay, and just uh, well admitted he made a mistake, and yeah, he he was really cool about it, and I have no hard feelings for him. I actually saw him at that race in Charlotte, talked uh, to him for a little bit. No way, really? You, you talked to him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, props to him for uh, righting a wrong and apologizing. We all make mistakes, and it's cool that he yeah. made it made it whole. You know. Yeah, so you can tell your fans to, you know, 
you know, they can relax and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good for it's him. Good. Yeah, yeah. For people who don't know, go back in the back issue, back archives of Pulp and Mech Show, and you'll get all the details to that. So, um, is that something you still want to do, coaching, or are you are you set? Are you settled in? Oh no, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's. I'm so busy here at Yamaha, but uh, yeah, I, I do really miss the coaching. There was a lot of good times I had in North Carolina working with some some good kids, and especially when you you know, work with somebody and then you see them progress and progress and become better. And actually mm-hmm. Jacob is probably one of my favorite people, probably like one of my star students, I guess I would say, because when I first met Jacob, uh, he was not riding well. His style and how he rode a bike was not good. Mm-hmm. And then to see the transformation that Jacob has made over the years has just been amazing. And now like Jacob was com- the complete opposite of me. And now, when Jacob rides, I mean, he does some stuff better than I do. He sets his corners up better. He gets on the gas earlier. Mm-hmm. So, to see that is just awesome. His corner speed has really come up in the last couple of years. You, uh, it's good to hear. Yeah, it's good. We'll, we'll, we'll back everybody off, off Jacob Hayes. Um, yeah. You, you went to a vacation out in North Carolina. Uh, did you go see uh, Mr. Gibbs and, and the guys? Uh, I did. I, I, I went to JGR. You know, I've always been friends with those guys, so I was checking out what they're working on. Spencer has a lot of it, uh, good, interesting projects that, mm-hmm. that he's working on. He's uh, he's busy. They, they're making upgrades to the track, and uh, yeah, they have a lot of stuff going on there, and it's just it's just cool to see. They I, have so many resources. I know that are right there. I know, and then it's it's just a great place. I just always have a good time when I go there. I know, and that's what bums me out a little bit. Like, Barsha's not happy with his bike and struggled at times, and those guys are doing the right things, whether it's Barsha, whether it's with Stu back in the day, you know, Brayton, and they're, they're doing the right things, and they don't have that many wins to show for it, Akoy and J-Bone and everybody else, and, like, I don't know. Just something's not clicking, you know, and I don't know if it's they're betting on the wrong horses or what's going on. I, I, we, they, they, from the outside, they should be having a lot more success. Because um, they have good people, and they work hard, and they have resources. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. So, yeah, to to me, it's almost kind of a mystery because, you know, I, I, I love it there. And, you know, I only did one race, but, you know, it was the most <laughs> fun I've ever had. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's, it's you know, ask Chad Reed or anyone else that has had a team. It's very difficult, and I think it takes time. And, yeah. You know, I, I definitely know that JGR is in it for the future, and I, I just think it's a matter of time for them. Didn't you at some point, or maybe you are still doing it now, didn't you do some testing for them, pro rider testing? Like, like let me just let me just try to get the bike, you know, close to you or close to what these guys may like? Is that something that you did? Didn't you do that? Uh, you know, I, I, just a little bit, not very much at all. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember that when that whole thing with, with Bubba was going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rode Bubba's bike. Yeah. Exactly how he set it up. And, yeah, I mean, it didn't surprise me because how he had it set up. Well, but not uh, just – I could not – He's had everybody set up that way. Yeah, that's the problem is, you know, <laughs> what works on a Kawasaki is not going to work on a Yamaha. It's not going to work on a Honda. Yeah. And he tries to set everything up the same. And yeah. uh, I could not keep that bike on the track. It was bad. Two. Two by fours in the forks and a soft, soft rear. That's exactly how it felt. That's yeah, exactly how it felt. Yeah, and you're just like, and you know what? If you're perfect, if you downside everything, things awesome. It's so good. But the moment you clip something, the moment you make a mistake because you're tired or you came out of a corner wrong, it puts you on the ground. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think that more teams, and this could be something, this could be your way out of Yamaha, Preston. Um, not that you're looking for it. Yeah, why would I want to leave? I'm happy. No, I know. Yeah, let me me tell you all about it. No, I think, and we tried to do this when I was at Yamaha, and Honda's doing this for next year, and Cowie's done it here and there. Hiring very fast riders that just test, that get 10 ECU maps and narrow it down to three for their star rider, that get four clamps and narrow it down to two, for their star riders, um, you know, and, and, and for somebody to be able to articulate, if he wants this, put that on. If he wants that, put that on. I think there's a real role for that if teams can afford to have these dudes. And like I said, next year Honda is going to have a guy. And uh, JGR has always had Phil uh, to do it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, Cowie has RV that's done a little bit. Um, I think that's a good idea. That could be your move, Preston. Yeah, I – I don't think so, uh, I, 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 because you know I, it's, you have you have to ride supercars. I, I'm great with trying to go fast on a motocross track, but you know I think I have to know when to say when when it comes you to supercross. Stop it! See, this is what this is what bugs me about guys like you. I'm almost forty years old. It doesn't you matter. Know. It doesn't matter. You're fine. Well, okay. So, anyways, off. Not talking about me, but for other people and other <laughs> manufacturers, I think that's a great idea because as a rider. You 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 only have so much time. Right. You know, you need to get back home and train. You need to recover. So, in, in production testing, we have time to try the same. You know, we'll try yeah. ECU map. Right. We'll go back to stock. I mean, we'll try it back and forth three times just to make sure yeah. that we're making the right decision. Right. So I think it's a huge benefit for teams to do that. I just, I think every team should do it. Uh, I, I think it's a great idea. Morocco does it. Yeah, and, and, for, and, for and why? And why is because if teams do that, and then what happens is that information that they're gathering and learning, guess what? That trickles down to testing, product development. Tedesco does it for RCH. How old is yeah. Tedesco to you? Tedesco's younger than me. How much? He's younger. I, I don't. Not much. Y- you 36? can. Yeah, exactly. So. You can ride a soupy track. Like, I'm not saying you got to bust out quads and stuff, Preston. Just take it easy. But You know what's so much fun is, like, I don't care how old you get. There's always a competitive nature in you. <laughs> right. And I swore, I talked to Ed, or Ivan right after he hurt himself. Uh-huh. And he was never riding a motorcycle again. He was done. <laughs> Dirt bikes are stupid. Right. Everybody burned me for money. Yeah, everybody sucks in the industry. Yeah, blah, blah, I'm, blah. I'm never riding those pieces of crap again. And then I swear I see him at Glen Helen hauling ass. Right. I'm like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> so I guess I guess he loves riding, which is great. No, it's uh, awesome, yeah. So, yeah, it's great. I, I, it's fun. You no interest in doing that then for a team? No, I, I, I would like to, you know, say if, if, if I had time and, you know, the guys in racing need my help, I, I, no, no, I have no, done no, a little bit of We're going to leave Yamaha and we're going to go to a race team. What, what Yamaha has a race team, Steve. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, you're back. Jimmy Perry is back. <laughs> I'm aware. But, uh, I mean, sure, okay, do it for those guys. We'll move over then. Just walk across the hall and yeah. get started, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's. Um, I, I think it's a huge benefit for the rider and the team. When's the last time you hit whoops? Um, I actually, because I feel so comfortable in whoops, I probably <laughs> hit them just about every year. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, Milestone has that track. Yeah. I'll go sneak yep. onto Milestone. Yeah. Okay. And trips, so. triples all day long. No problems, right? Uh, I don't know if because I'm always had stock suspension, so uh, oh. I always hit the finish line, but I, I can't remember. I don't think I've hit the triples in a while. <laughs> So. I, I got you a job, but you don't want it. So, I just yeah. th- I think that's if I had a team and money, which is probably you can't have both for the most part. Um, if I had team and money, I would hire somebody to help me test. So my uh, monkeys, my star riders, uh, you know, don't get burnt out. Uh, we were very productive uh, in our test days, and we narrow things down. That's what I would do. I like that idea. Well, once you win the lottery and you want to burn some of your money, you can start your team and you can um, fulfill your dream. Can I call you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to really, you know, raise the price on you. Okay. For sure. Right. So. Um, before we wrap it up here, MotorcycleSuperstore.com, RacerX Podcast with Travis Preston. Uh, a few quick questions for you. Um, best teammate you ever had? Best teammate? Yeah. Best teammate you ever had. Wow, that's a good question. Funniest. Um, they had the hottest chick. They, they, you know, you partied with them the most in Hollywood. Uh, whatever it is, whatever your criteria is. God, I feel like I've had so many good, good teammates. Tough to pay. You know, one. I mean, I always had fun with Burner. Yep. Um, yeah, he was a good test rider, good guy, fun to hang out with. Um, uh, Goose, Chris Gosler was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are just a couple. Okay. Um, worst decision you made in your racing career? Oh, that's easy. That would be not taking the JGR ride in 2008. And where'd you go? KTM? Uh, no, I signed. JGR offered me a great deal the yep. first year they had a team. Mm-hmm. And I turned it down to stay with Factory Connection. And I signed a letter of intent with Factory Connection. Mm-hmm. And. Right after I did that, the the economy crashed, and they said no ride for you. And then, well, it wasn't them necessarily. They oh. they had a title sponsor. That title sponsor backed out. Okay. So then I went, and then I was didn't it? have a ride that year because it was so late in the season. You know that that didn't right. happen until November. Right. Um. And didn't Watson offer you a ride you turned down at H and H or no? Yeah, yeah, Watson did offer me a ride and I turned that down too. Okay. So, so I, I also regret that. All right. Okay. Um best decision you've made in your career? Yamaha, for sure. What, you mean like going to Yamaha or just Yamaha yeah. in your life in general? <laughs> just just riding a Yamaha. God dude. My life. <laughs> <laughs> riding a Yamaha changed my life. <laughs> It's true. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, no, probably probably taking the job here. And actually, we probably need to wrap this up because I don't want to lose my job. Yeah, yeah, we're going. We're done. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. Hey, TP, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Some real interesting uh, insights there. If you need something, MotorcycleSuperstore.com, you can punch in that code PB-Pulp16 and get a deal, you know? Who, me? Yeah, you. What? I, I ride a Yamaha. I got parts here. No, but what if you need some aftermarket stuff? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, okay, like what if you need tear-offs or a visor or okay, chain okay. loop? Right. Yeah. Perfect, uh, perfect. And, and Fox Racing, too. You were Fox for a little bit. Um, no, well, uh, well, you know, speaking of this, what? I'm very upset about this. What? 
you know, because Fly sponsors your Pulp Show, correct? Yes, Fly is a big part of our program on the Pulp Show, yes. A big right. part of your program, mm-hmm. right? And then you go on to this, this thing about mentioning the riders and the success of Fly. You have totally forgotten who Fly's newest rider is. That's you? That's me. I did not know this. I, no one told me wow. this. I mean, well, I mean, do, do you think it's just a coincidence that Fly is taking off at the same time I start to wear their gear? No. No, I you're mean, literally helping it fly. Yeah, fly up the yes. shelves. So, yes, um, I am a registered Fly official rider. And, and, and how did that a even multi, get... Multi-year contract, by the way. How did that even get started? Like, who did that? Max? JT? How does that happen? <laughs> Kiefer. Oh, he Kiefer. took it upon himself and just did everything. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, fantastic. So. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, well, this podcast is sponsored by Fox, not Fly, but now that yeah. we've talked Fox about... Fox is good gear also. <laughs> it's also like good gear. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and Yamahas. They change your life, everybody. So, hey, so, so when you're mentioning the Fly Riders, you got to throw my name. I'll throw your name. Travis Preston. Absolutely. Uh, okay. I did not know that. Um, well, cool. Hey, thanks, Travis, for your time. I really appreciate it, and I'm sure we'll see you down the road. My wife, uh, my wife says hi. Oh, t- tell her I miss her. I'll do that. Damn it. <laughs> All right. All right. See, see ya. Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis Show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse I mean, you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did go circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money one is you can sign for money or two you can earn the money i'm a high believer in earning the money i think they ride better when they earn the money seven time jeremy mcgrath i was so mad like so disappointed and so frustrated that i pulled pick and i left every point counts I could kick myself to this day 
for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go by.